What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Rated Excellent. My name's Exy, and this is my little corner of the internet where I can talk about whatever the fuck I feel like talking about. And this could very well be the last episode of the podcast that I record on this PC. That's right. Since we last talked, I pulled the trigger and ordered a new PC. Should be delivered tomorrow. Provided that there's no delays with uh, the delivery process. And then I'll probably have to spend a day or two probably rearranging my office because it is a much larger PC tower than what I currently have. And yes, I went with a pre-built. I, I don't typically go with a pre-built computer. It's been quite a while since I just bought something, you know, all in one box. I, I like to build my own stuff, you know. I'll get like a pre-made tower with a power supply and, you know, the basics in there. But I want to put my own motherboard, my own RAM, my own processor. I just like to do all that. For the sake of I need something kind of super soon. And I'm not going to lie, it's been probably about five years since I really kept up with technology as far as like computer components go. Like, I don't even know what the newest graphics card is, what the best processor is anymore. So I just went with a pre-built gaming computer that seems pretty reputable. I almost said referable. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did a little bit of research on the components that are in it, and they all seem, they're not top of the line, but they're, I mean, if we're grading on like the scale of, you know, like 50% is mid-grade, 100% is top of the line, best thing that's out there right now, most of what's in it sounds like it's in that 70 to 80% range, which for the price that I got it at, I'm good with that. So... Like I said, I'm probably going to have to spend a couple of days rearranging, getting it set up, reinstalling, recalibrating things. So that's going to be fun. Not really fun. It's probably the biggest downfall to having to replace a computer is getting everything back on it. But in preparation for this, I have been moving a lot of files over to external hard drives cloud services, all that good stuff. So hopefully I have it all up and running by the time I'm ready to record next week's podcast. But for now, let's get into this week's little intro segment. And at some point, I'm still going to put like some type of little sound effect here to like break it up. But for now, it is what it is. So as far as what I've been playing, if you've tuned into the stream, you know that I have... Continued Sonic Colors Ultimate. Honestly, where we left off on the last one, I think there's probably only one more stream left and we'll finish the game. Now, as far as like 100% in it, getting all the red rings, doing all the rival rushes, that's probably not going to happen in the next stream. And that's usually more of something that I do like behind the scenes on a personal level, just when... 
I just want to hang out and do some achievement hunting. But I don't know. I might start streaming that kind of stuff as well. Never know. As far as what I've been watching, um, still making way through X-Files on Hell's Kitchen. I think we're almost done with the season of Hell's Kitchen. And I don't think there's another season available after that one on Hulu. Um, X-Files. I think we're getting about a quarter of the way through season five. Then it'll be time to hit the movie. And all of a sudden, just completely out of the blue, 100% random, decided to go back and start watching wrestling again. And I mean, like, completely random. Just scrolled through on Peacock and went to Raw and went back to whatever the first episode in January of 1999 is. Don't know why I picked 1999. But it just seemed like a really good place to start. And honestly, it really seems like it's right around. I'm probably within like six months of when I started watching WWF when it was still WWF to begin with. So I don't know if like I subconsciously just remembered starting watching it in 99 or what. But yeah, um, so made it through a few episodes of Raw watched that year's Royal Rumble and now going through some more episodes of Raw and I hate to admit it, but it's kind of entertaining. But yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for, you know, what we've been watching. And I guess now it's time to move on to our new segment. Remain, remake, remove. And just like last week, I'm using just a random number generator uh, to it'll give me three random video games and to continue to keep it random I hit the generate button three times so here we go one two and three. Oh shit this is gonna be a hard one well maybe not so it gave me Final Fantasy 7 the original Far Cry 4 and Castlevania Symphony of the Night so right off the bat, I think I'm going to I'm going to let Final Fantasy 7 remain. That's the original. So we've already got the remake. And then the original, it's got stuff in it that the remake isn't even tackling. So we got to keep that. Far Cry 4, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Honestly, I don't have any memories of playing a Castlevania game at all. But in the back of my head, I do have interest in it. So I think I would remove Far Cry 4. Because I, I don't really have any interest in the Far Cry series at all. And I think I would go for a remake of Symphony of the Night. I don't really know much about Symphony of the Night. I know that Castlevania is typically a side-scroller metroidvania in fact that's part of what invented the metroidvania so i don't really know what to do about remaking it maybe like just as generic as it sounds just maybe like the sonic mania plus treatment just some remix levels some other playable characters anything like that but that's all i got for that all right so i think that's gonna do it for this little intro segment that we've been developing 
let's get into this week's topic, which is going to be the Resident Evil 2 Remake Review. So Resident Evil 2 Remake was originally shown about a year before it came out. It was shown at E3 of 2018, and I just went back and watched that initial reveal trailer, and it's kind of cool how they put us in the perspective of the rat and then kind of played out the the initial intro scene where you come into the gas station from the rat's perspective. I got to really pick up on that until I just rewatched it, but that's really cool. And then the, when the, the zombie got finished, I guess that's the sheriff. When he got finished killing the sheriff, it was kind of the same. It was an, almost like it was an homage to the original Resident Evil uh, zombie head turn reveal. So that was pretty fucking cool. Um, but as far as Resident Evil 2 remake goes, for those that don't know, Resident Evil 2, the original, was one of my all-time favorite games. And kind of the fucked up thing is, is that my favorite version was the N64 version. Which, if you don't know anything about that, do some research on that. It's crazy that they were able to convert a two-disc game into a fucking N64 cartridge. And it worked, and it looked really good. I mean, it didn't look as good as the PS1 version. But all things considered, it looked really good on the N64. Uh, they added some stuff to it, like... I, I really enjoyed changing the blood color to blue for some reason. But Resident Evil 2 remake in comparison to the Resident Evil 2 that I grew up with. In like a fucked up way. The Resident Evil 2 remake is. The way it looks and the way it plays is how my mind distorted and convinced myself that that's how Resident Evil 2 original looked and played. Now, as far as the story goes, yeah, they did change a couple of things. Um, but I think what they're trying to do is kind of make some corrections and create this more cohesive story across all of them because I'm not going to lie the Resident Evil story across all of the games when you really factor it in there's some contradictions some plot holes and some stuff that they just kind of forgot about <laughs> and that also includes the movies now not the live action movies but the CGI movies like Vendetta and Damnation and Death Island those are all, I think they're trying to create a more tight universe. Now, does that mean that the Resident Evil 2 remake story is perfect? Hell no. But I'll get to that in a little while. As far as how this game looks, the RE engine is, it's fucking gorgeous. It's probably one of the best gaming engines out there. And Capcom... And the team that's behind Resident Evil, all the Resident Evils that use the RE engine. They 
have got that thing. Mm, it's good. I would really, 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 really love to see some Parasite Eve remakes in this engine. I know everybody's clamoring for Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis wasn't really my thing. I like Parasite Eve. Give me Parasite Eve, Parasite Eve 2. Hell, I'll even take Third Birthday. Because I never played Third Birthday, but I, I really like the Parasite Eve universe. It's not quite Resident Evil, but I mean, it's definitely up there in my top 10. But, you know, following the the outline of the original Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, you've got Leon's campaign, Claire's campaign. Do they overlap a little bit? Yes. Can you play them interchangeably? Yes. But what's cool is... You can now play without having to worry about the zapping system. If you're not familiar with the zapping system and the original Resident Evil 2, some of the items, if you took them, you couldn't get them on the second playthrough. So, like, you had to make a choice of, do I want to take the shotgun now or do I want to leave it for Claire in her scenario? Do I want to take these herbs now or do I want to leave them? So now there's no zapping system. And this is where I feel like they kind of missed the mark a little bit, is that some of the puzzles you solve in both scenarios. And that's where they kind of lose the continuity, at least for me. Because if I'm taking the medallion out of the lion statue first as Leon and then what I believe in the story is about 30 to 45 minutes later as Claire I'm taking the same medallion out of the same statue and making the same hidden passageway arise I feel like that's kind of a failure on their part same thing with the overlapping bosses in both Claire and Leon's scenario, you fight the final version of Birkin. Well, not the final version, but you fight Birkin in the nest the exact same way with pretty much the exact same cutscene. Just the models are swapped out. I think they could have done something a little better there, but maybe they had a deadline to meet and there wasn't enough time to flush it out anymore I don't know I do enjoy the addition of the orphanage it always felt like there was probably supposed to be something else in the original Resident Evil 2 and I don't know if the orphanage was a thought back then but it does feel like the orphanage should have always belonged if that makes sense Now, I don't, I can't actually remember if they added anything on Leon's side. I don't think they did. Nothing really stands out that they added on Leon's side. 
Yeah, absolutely nothing. Nothing stands out. Other than they kind of changed like the way him and Ada interact. He's not quite a lovesick puppy anymore. And to me, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious, but they kind of made it to where Claire obviously has a crush on Leon. Now, I don't know if that's because like they're just together in this thing and he, depending on how you play, he saved her at the gas station. And maybe that's why she's just kind of like, oh, he's the last guy left. And he's kind of cute. Let's go for that. I don't know. But it seems like he's a little more interested in Claire than Ada this time around, too, which I'm. I'm perfectly good with. I honestly think that the whole Ada Leon relationship is always kind of toxic. Don't get me wrong. I like Ada. She's fucking badass. It's one of my favorite things to do in Resident Evil 4, not Resident Evil 4 remake, but the original Resident Evil 4 is to play separate ways or assignment Ada. And in Resident Evil 6, as confusing as it was, I liked Ada's campaign in that as well. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Resident Evil 2 Remake. So, ultimately, the story... It tells the same story, but it's different. It's Leon's first day. He's late for work. Claire's rolling in town looking for Chris Redfield, which is her brother. Some shit happens. They meet each other. They realize that the whole world is going to shit around them. Head to the police station. They get separated. And then the game begins. Well, the game was kind of... You had to like the little gas station tutorial level, but that's... The game really begins when you get separated. So regardless of which one you're playing as first, you make your way through the city, you get to the police station... You kind of explore around, trying to figure some things out. You meet Marvin. Marvin fills you in on some stuff. It's pretty clear that he fucked up somewhere. As you're making your way around the police station, Marvin calls you back a few minutes later, and whatever character you're not playing as has arrived at the back door. Yay, let's go meet him. On your way there, helicopter crashes into the building, and it's clear that the pilot's dead. Moving on. For the sake of moving on with this, let's just say that we're playing as Leon first and Claire is the character that we're not playing as. So we run out the building, we see Claire, but unfortunately the gate's locked. We can't get her in. Now the helicopter explodes and wakes all the zombies up around her. She's got to book it. So while she's off doing her own thing, you're to assume that this is while she is exploring her stuff, doing her orphanage stuff, while we're avoiding Mr. X. Which, again, there's some overlapping thing there because Claire has to deal with Mr. X too, just a little bit. No. No, she doesn't. Well, yeah. Yes, she does. Yeah, she definitely does. <laughs> so after fucking around with Mr. X for a little while, we make our way down to the garage, meet up with Ada, 
And she tells us that she works for the FBI, I think, is what she uses her excuse as. Which it seems like Leon's instantly suspicious of. Don't believe her. Get out of the police station eventually. Make your way to where you can get into Nest. And this part kind of fucked with me. This is where you meet Kendo. Now, in the original, Kendo's like within the first 30 seconds. And zombies break through the window, kills them. You kill them and you can get the shotgun. And I think if you're Claire, you can get the crossbow from him. Or maybe it's a Magnum. I'm not sure. But this time around, you meet Kendo way later in the game. And Kendo's not doing too great. He hadn't been bit, but he's got what, I mean, she appears to be like somewhere between like five and ten years old. His daughter's been bit. And she's close. And, you know, you have kind of like a little heated conversation with Kendo, and then he just says leave, give him some privacy. And, you know, Kendall has to take care of his business. It's kind of a fucked up scene, but, like, that's the scene where Leon stops kind of being like a snot-nosed rookie, and he's like, oh shit, this is the fucking real world. These are real people. And I got to do something about this. Like, that is the moment that Leon changes. That's that's your Resident Evil 4 Leon. That's your Resident Evil Vendetta Leon. Resident Evil Death Island. So on. That is Leon. So... Once you make it into the nest, you're going around trying to help Ada get a sample. At the same time, Claire is trying to help Sherry, who she rescued from the orphanage, and then got attacked. She's trying to get a cure for Sherry. So at this point, your paths are overlapping more, but you never see each other. I don't know how, but you never see each other. Of course, Claire gets the cure for Sherry. You get the sample for Leon or Ada. You both fight Birkin in the same exact fight, like I mentioned earlier. Doesn't make any sense right here. And then if you're Claire, you cure Sherry. You got to find a way out of there. Self-destruct sequence going off. You find a train. You hop on the train. Cool. <coughs> if you're Leon, you get the sample that Ada's after, you give it to her, but oh fuck. The shit hits the fan, self-destruct sequence going off, and you're now holding Ada over this, what appears to be a bottomless pit. She kind of struggles, and you end up letting her go whether it's on purpose or not it's kind of it's kind of up in the air whether 
at least to me, whether Leon lets her go on purpose or if he just really can't pick her back up. In my head canon, he lets her go because they share this one last look. And he's looking in her eyes and thinks, OK, she has a plan. She's going to be OK. I need to let her go so I can get out of here and be OK. You find the same train that Claire's on. Y'all hop on. Yay. Everybody's a happy family. Oh, but you got to fight Birkin one last time. And then as you escape, Sherry's going off on some stupid shit about adopting her and all that. And y'all just walk off into the sunset together. And that's Resident Evil 2 remake, like the extreme Cliff Notes version. It's pretty much the same story as the original. But like I said, they added some stuff and they changed some pathways just a little bit. But I think that's going more towards this more cohesive story that they're trying to build. Of course, Resident Evil 2 comes with the same stuff that the original had. You've got the fourth survivor scenario, which is playing as hunk. You've got the the joke fourth survivor, which is playing as tofu. But this time there's, there's either five or six different versions of tofu, and they just have different weapon loadouts. And the fucking music for the tofu games, it's just like hard metal, badass music. And then there's some extra weapons. Uh, that's pretty much a given in all Resident Evil games at this point, but... There's like the infinite ammo stuff, infinite rocket launcher, all that. Plus the DLC, you could get that stuff right off the bat or you can unlock it. Uh, and then it also came with some new what if scenarios. So there's a scenario where you play as the girl in the white dress in uh, Chief Iron's office. And you know, what if he didn't kill her? And she got out. There's uh, the sheriff at the beginning in the gas station. You could play his scenario where he's just... It's essentially horde mode is what it is. He's just fighting off wave after wave after wave of zombies. Kendo's got his own story too as a what-if scenario. Um, and, you know, they didn't have to, to make those at all. They didn't have to, but they did. And they are not the traditional Resident Evil 2 gameplay as it is. There are like some unique things like there's zombies that have backpacks on that have supplies in them. But you don't see those in the main gameplay. So those are really cool. But now overall, when it comes to the original compared to the remake. As far as me personally, I still hold the original in a very, very high regard. But as far as accessibility and which one would I rather play at this point? 
I believe Resident Evil 2 Remake was such a great job at a remake that Resident Evil 2 Remake is now my preferred Resident Evil 2 over the original. That doesn't mean that I I won't go back and play the original anymore, but like I said at the beginning of this talk, that my mind twisted that the way the remake plays and looks, that's how the original played and looked back when I was playing it as a kid. So now I've got what my imagination created, but it's real. So why wouldn't I play that one? And then, like I said, the, they're building something off of this. If you got Resident Evil 3 remake, now Resident Evil 4 remake. And with Resident Evil Death Island, the latest CGI movie, they took Resident Evil 3 remake, Resident Evil 3 remakes, Jill model, and used that in the movie versus the old Jill model. And... I talked about this in another podcast a few weeks ago about how I think that eventually they're going to do Resident Evil 1 as a re in this remake engine. Because if they're going to be making this complete, more cohesive story, it's really weird if they're going to start this version of Resident Evil with Resident Evil 2. that's more of like a deep dive discussion across all the Resident Evil games as a whole. Back to this review. Like I said, Resident Evil 2 Remake, I think, is now the definitive Resident Evil 2. Is it perfect? Like I said at the beginning. No, it's not perfect. The overlapping bosses, there's still some story contradictions, but... As a first time out in this remake world, I think they did a fantastic job. From what I understand, even though there's some cut content in Resident Evil 3, still haven't played it. In fact, I didn't play the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. But even though there's cut content, from what I understand, where they went with it in the story, even though it was short, everybody likes what the story is doing. Resident Evil 4 remake is more of a continuation of this Resident Evil 2 Leon. Whereas, let's be honest, the original Resident Evil 2 and the original Resident Evil 4, even though it was Leon in both games, and they kind of tried to explain that it had been, what was it, six or nine years and he'd been trained by the government. But ultimately it was not really the same Leon. This is more... It's the same Leon now. Has Resident Evil 4 Leon grown up a little bit? Of course. But he's still... Not the... The original Resident Evil 4 Leon was kind of a dork. He was all about one-liners. Resident Evil 4 Remake Leon definitely has some one-liners, but it you really get the idea that he's 
really taken his mission seriously. Yes, he's joking around a little bit, but you didn't get the seriousness in the original Resident Evil 4. At least I didn't. So when it comes to Resident Evil 2 Remake, I still haven't decided what I really want to do as far as like any type of rating system, if I even want to do a rating system. But if I'm going to give it like a 1 out of 10 or a 1 to 10 score, it's definitely got to be a 9. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's the best Resident Evil 2 we have at the moment. If we're taking scores completely out of it and it's just simply a skip it, play it, it's got to be a play it. I mean, there there is no skipping this one. I mean, it even constitutes multiple playthroughs, despite the fact... It even constitutes multiple playthroughs, not even counting that it's intended to have multiple playthroughs as one character than the other, but you should play it multiple times as each character. You should do Claire A, Leon B, then Leon A, Claire B, and then do it again. Do it on higher difficulties. Do it with knife-only runs. Do it with infinite rocket launcher all the time. It just looks good. It plays good. It sounds good. Oh, I didn't even talk about the Mr. X walking through the station. If you're wearing headphones, I'm sure you can hear it on TV, but wearing headphones, I mean, you can hear every little step he takes. And it gets louder as he's getting closer and... You want to talk about a tent-stop moment? When it sounds like he's one door over and you're in a room and there's no other exit? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of fucked at that point. Yeah, Resident Evil 2. This is... Like I said, it's replacing the original on my Resident Evil list. This is the definitive way to play. Do not skip this one. Give it a play. I know it's been out now for five years. If you haven't played it, go back and play it. And I think that's all I have to say about it, because at this point, I'm just going to keep talking in circles about how good it is. It could have been better. My fever dream high hopes is that they're going to develop like a DLC patch that will maybe change some things later on. But I know that can't happen. It's very complicated. And at this point, that would probably put a sour taste in people's mouths. But just going back and like changing the boss fights from where you don't fight Birkin the same way twice. I mean, Claire could have fought something else. She could have fought... Um, I don't know, a super liquor or something. Or a hunter. There are no hunters in this. Or what was it? Plant Plant 43? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. There's there could have been like a plant 43 boss that they added in the nest for Claire to fight. And made the flamethrower like required to defeat it. But yeah, like I said, I'm just going to keep talking in circles at this point about Resident Evil 2 Remake. So that's where I'm going to end this review portion. Like I said, do not skip it. Definitely go back and play it. 
Play it multiple times. And with all that said, I think it's time to end the podcast. As always, if you're catching us on YouTube, just remember that YouTube uploads are a week later than podcast services like Apple and Spotify. So if you only watch it on YouTube, then maybe consider checking those out because there's probably an episode already waiting for you right now. Still check out the links in the description box or the show notes, those affiliates and Patreon. If you're interested in using those products, it does help me out. And if you're new here, consider giving me a subscribe. Hit that like button. And as far as who we're going to share it with this week, I think probably the best people to share it with would be anybody that works overnight at like a grocery store or like a Target or a Walmart. Anybody that like stocks shelves overnight. Just walk up to me like, hey, you should check out this podcast. You'd probably like it. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, let's stop. Uh...